up guys? It is another edition of Riding Home. Dylan Weber, Matt DeBerry. Matt, how are we today? Doing good, man. Doing good. Ready for some more Georgia football on Saturday. Uh, it was a long weekend out in Las Vegas, but I'm glad to be home and um, looking forward to seeing what you have to say about practice. You know, how are the dogs today? Um, well, today, unfortunately, we got a, a closed practice, but I mean, you know, we still get a little bit of rumblings of what happens and what's going on. I think they should be starting practice about right now as, as we're talking. Um, but just from what we heard about yesterday, I mean, we saw yesterday Kiaris Jackson playing receiver in a club. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's just wild. That's just, that's my boy, man. The peach County, that toughness. I covered him uh multiple years when he was in high school not surprised by that but i know you're really impressed with what he's been able to do with that club and uh, i'm glad it's working out for him at least while he's got it on i mean the weird part of it was like someone asked kirby about it and it's like you know it, at what point do you tell players not to go out there i think it was something like that and and kirby was like oh yeah no we expect kiaris to be out there playing like who gives a shit if he's got a club for a hand at receiver like and it was just kind of like what like wow yeah ruthless well i know kiris wants to be out there too probably more than kirby so um he's a tough kid and uh, i'm pulling for him and i, I mean is he gonna play saturday with that on i mean what's... i don't think so i think kirby made that seem kind of clear that he's he's out there at practice still doing stuff just so he doesn't fall behind but that they don't really have any intention because i mean like it you know if you throw the ball his way his only option is to catch it one-handed and you know yeah, it, you... If you can catch it one-handed, then sure. But like, I doubt he can catch every single pass one-handed. Yeah, you can play linebacker with a club. You know, George For Foster sure. played with a club off on the offensive line when he was at Georgia. It's pretty tough to do at receiver, though. You know, they always preach catch the ball with two hands. If you're George Pickens, AJ Green, you can catch it with one hand, I guess, more often than not. And I'm sure Karras could too. But uh, definitely some interesting notes there. Um, yeah, I mean, what's the return uh, timetable for him? Do you know any about that? I think, what did Kirby say on that? I can't remember. I don't know if he has any idea. I mean, I doubt it would be any time in the next I, – I, it won't be before Notre Dame for sure. And I, So I doubt he'll play against Notre Dame. Maybe after that bye week, I would think. Yeah. Is it a broken hand or a fractured hand? Well, I think it's multiple fractures in the hand. I think there's multiple okay. things broken in there. Um, yeah, I'm not, he, he didn't, Kirby seemed a little unsure about it. He, he never knows the, the correct terms for it. I think he was talking about, uh, who was it? Tramel Walther yesterday and was about, he was trying to explain what it was. And he goes, I, I just don't even know he's hurt. <laughs> I actually saw Tramel walking around, uh, Monday after the Kirby press conference, when I was leaving, I saw him walking around outside and yeah, he looked fine, uh, to me, but you know, Obviously, there is something wrong with him. Not sure how much he was going to be playing anyway, but with no. these kind of cupcake games, even though apparently Arkansas State is not a cupcake, if you ask Kirby, he went on and on about that for multiple for minutes days, on Monday. Man. He get, he gets pissed about that if you insinuate anything yeah. other than that. But, I mean, let it be known that the last time I checked, the line was at 33 points in George's favor. Yeah, and I guess we can jump into that too. I mean, this is a tune-up game for Notre Dame. I want to see Georgia play their best. I know it's Arkansas State, but this is the time where they really need to start clicking 
in all phases of the game, uh, but especially before Notre Dame leading into SEC play, you know, they played fine against Vanderbilt. We hit, you know, we covered that a, a good bit and talked about it in that riding home, but it wasn't a complete game. Uh, I didn't see Murray State last week. I was out in Las Vegas, didn't see the game. Apparently that was not necessarily a complete game either. Maybe I'm wrong there, but this is a game against Arkansas State who Kirby apparently loves, thinks they're probably an SEC caliber team the way he's been talking about them. I'd like to see Georgia be really smooth and just really connect and uh, play a really, really good game heading into Notre Dame. Well, I, I think we will see that, um, and I think that's what they're striving to do. I think last week was a lot about just kind of getting people reps, and that's why we saw a guy like Jamari Sawyer start at right tackle. But right now, we are they have moved Cade Mays there at the, at the first team right tackle with, next to uh, Ben Cleveland. And that's kind of what I expected last week, because I think that's their, their best option with Isaiah Wilson out. And I don't think many people would argue that, but they went right. with Jamari Sawyer there, and I think it was just to get him ready and – you know, they did that other places as well. They just wanted to get more players, more reps. But against Arkansas State, I think we will, at least at the beginning of the game, see Georgia's you know, best team that they can provide because they need to get those guys, like you said, just on the same page and clicking so they can smoothly go into Notre Dame week. Does that mean we'll see more George Pickens? I mean, again, I didn't see the Murray State game. I uh, need to go back and watch it. I don't know if he started that game. Obviously, he made a lot of plays. I mean, is he one of the starting receivers now? Uh, I mean, it, it's so hard to say who. I mean, I think Tyler Simmons is a starting receiver. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd say I'd probably put Demetrius Robertson in there, too. But it's yeah. hard to say because it just depends what they want. I mean,. Guys like George yeah. Pickens, Matt Landers, Lawrence Cage, they, they bring different sorts of things, and, yeah. it, and it just depends on the package that they want. I mean, he is he is in that rotation of starting receivers, I'll say. Yeah. Well, they've definitely played a lot. That was a big question mark going into the season, how many are going to play, who's going to step up. And yeah, you're right, other than you know, those guys, that, that solid four or five, and then he did have Kyrus Jackson before he got injured. They have been playing a lot of receivers there. So, um you're right, though. I, I do want to see them come out and, and play really, really well at you know the best of their ability, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And I do think we'll see in the first half. But I, again, I'm expecting vanilla offense for the most part. Um, you know, not a ton of crazy blitzes on defense in case they you know, need it. Um, but we'll see. They should cover. They should cover. I'm expecting them to cover. Definitely. Um, but we'll see. I, I know you said earlier Arkansas State likes to throw it around a lot. They do have a quarterback, so things could get tricky here and there, but I'm expecting Georgia to cover this game. Am I wrong? No, I, I don't think so. I think this could be a game that Arkansas State maybe puts up 17 points, something that yeah. most Georgia fans would be like, oh, what the hell? Like, you know, Why are they putting up that many points against Georgia? But their offense, they play quick, and they throw the ball around a lot, and sometimes that, that can be hard to stop. Um especially when the defense gets a little tired or against younger players. But this is also a team that Georgia should be able to put up, you know, 50, 60 points against. So covering should be, I don't want to say relatively easy, because, you know, in theme of the week, we got to give respect to to Arkansas State fully. Um, Right. But But I I, want to see them start off hot. You know, against Vanderbilt, boom, they thought, I thought they, put the game away in the first three drives, you know, touchdowns on the first three drives, obviously. But it seemed like last week, you know, they kind of struggled and, you know, played a little slow. 
um, in the first quarter, and it wasn't like it was a noon game either. So maybe that has something to do with the opponent, but I do think it's important that Georgia starts off fast, plays really well, and then is still able to put some guys in towards the end. But it did seem like Georgia started off a little slow against Murray State, and um, you know, listening to to you and Dean after the game, Georgia kind of put them away like a knife through butter the rest of the game. But kind of felt like that first quarter was a little slow. We'll see how they uh, start the game on Saturday against Arkansas State. But I do think that's probably an emphasis that Kirby's putting on the team. Hey, let's get out there, start fast. I mean, because uh, it, it's definitely important. I mean, how was the stadium after that first quarter and um, against Murray State? Uh, just a little surprise because I think. Let's yeah. see, Georgia scored pretty easily on the first drive. Right. It wasn't too much. And then, if I remember, I can't remember the exact order of things, but then Murray State put up like a 70-yard touchdown pass um, in that first quarter, I think too. that was right after Georgia, right after Georgia punted, uh, they did a, a they, little twist and, yeah, around, uh, and it got past the offensive line. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, it was just kind of like, oh, shit, like, I didn't see that coming. Um, and then Georgia got the ball back and threw it to Eli Wolf, and he, he fumbled the ball. And that was kind of like, whoa, it, it was not great. I'd say the first drive was great. I'm, I'm looking at it here. It was four plays, 56 yards. Yeah. I mean, Eli he, Wolf got popped, though. He did. He that did was a, get that popped. Was, he got hit hard. <laughs> and and but, I don't know. A, that- I, I think people look at it and say, oh, anytime someone fumbles is a bad fumble. Um and, and, you know, he probably should have held on to it, but if that's me, I'm dropping that football. <laughs> oh, definitely. I think if that's most players. I mean, he was being held up by two guys, still pushing for yards, kind of like a badass, wasn't going down, and all of a sudden just gets decked, loses the football. It happens. That's football. Things like that happen. Um, we'll see. You know, that was really interesting when I checked the the box score after the game and saw that Eli Wolf had such a big game. Um it doesn't seem like Charlie Warner's had a ton of catches these first two games. I thought John Fitzpatrick would be uh, have a little more of an impact. He's been out there, um, but blocking mostly. But really interesting to see Eli Wolf have uh, the game that he did against uh, Murray State. We'll see if that continues this week and moving forward. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Charlie Warner is a really good tight end. And he is. Yeah, I, so I think you're right in that sense. It's kind of weird not to see him get as much work. But, I mean, it will come at some point. He's been a hell of a blocker, Charlie has. Uh, he's done really, really well there. And we know he can catch, so maybe it's another, I guess, reason to get some other guys some touches. And I'm sure Eli Wolf, you know, he's deserved it. I'm sure he's been working his ass off in practice. Um, let's go to defense a little bit. Um, you know, what did you see in pra- Did you watch the defense yesterday at practice, or was it mostly I, the receivers? I, no, I watched um, – I went over to the defensive backs um, – DJ Daniel was playing. He didn't play last week. Had a bit of a hamstring injury to what Kirby said. Um, and he was out there. I think he would play this weekend. I think it was – maybe could have even played last weekend, but it was just, you know, why worry? Um, but Kirby has been getting fired up as hell when I watched the defense. I mean, he – day one on Monday, it was yelling at the defense – or the, the outside linebackers demanding more pop, what he said. And – Shit, man, they were giving some pop from what I saw, but apparently yeah. he wanted more. And then yesterday with the defensive backs, um, I mean, he was using some very, very strong words that I will not repeat uh, to describe or, you know, to scold the 
defensive backs for their lack of effort. And then specifically Tyson Campbell, as he kind of walked away, he got in his face and was yelling some, some mean shit. Well, it's crazy you say that. They got the elementary school right across the street. And a lot of times during practice is when those kids are being let out. Cause you know, oh, yeah. I'm walking to my car. I see it. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If some of these kids heard some of the, these words over the microphone. So, uh, but no, he, he's definitely been getting after it. Um, but going back to more pop from the outside linebackers, that's what I saw from Dan Lanning. And I don't you know, cover practice as much as you do, but I've come a few times here and there. And uh, when I did cover practice, I guess a couple weeks ago, that's what Dan Lanning was telling his outside linebackers. Hey, I want more pop. I want more pop. I want to hear it. And like you said, I thought they were hitting each other pretty good. It was a simple drill, but they do want to hear those pads collide. And, um, Definitely seems like that's what Kirby and Landing both wanted out of these guys. And, you know, when you get pop, you get turnovers. I and, mean, I, and that's – go ahead. But I think uh, the outside linebacker they had six sacks last week. I guess maybe not yeah. the outside linebackers as a whole, but the team had six sacks last week, and several of those came from outside linebackers. I mean, is that – are they not getting enough pop on those? Or I guess uh, – my whole thing was – the sack from Nolan Smith w- was good. I get it. I saw it all over Twitter. Everyone was going nuts. That's more on the offensive tackle, though. That dude took like the, six steps backwards. Nolan Smith got a six-yard. On, on, on the bull rush? Yeah, on the bull rush. He got a six-yard head start before he touched the guy. Of course he's going to have some speed. I'm, I'm, yeah. I thought the tackle did a terrible job there. Nice play by Nolan, but goodness, was, that really blew up on Twitter. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, He's not going to get a six-yard head start on any other tackle he sees all year. I was yeah. like, I, I, I didn't really understand that. But he got the job done. I saw Trevon Walker got in there uh, on the sack, too. So good to see these young guys you know, making plays. Uh, Jermaine Johnson is almost getting to the quarterback, it seems. It seems like he's wreaking some havoc but not completing it, the yeah, play. But was, he's still say. making an impact. Yeah, he he seems to I don't know, he's very close to finishing but just needs to seal the deal right there at the end on on some of these plays. And I think he had maybe one sack last weekend. I think he yeah. credited or he's credited for half a sack. Um yeah. but then yeah, the on the Nolan Smith sack. It it was a good play, but I mean Nolan Smith is not going to be bull rushing no. any, any SEC tackle. I want to say at least most. Right. Especially when he gets a six-yard head start to just ball into a guy. But yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to hate on Nolan Smith. I love him. He's one of the best prospects I've ever covered, and I've said that multiple times. But he's not going to be able to do that the rest of <laughs> the no. year. But um, we'll see. He does have a nice bull rush, and that's what he uses a lot of the time. He's just not going to dominate tackles like he did that one. But we'll move on. I don't want it to sound like I'm hating, but I saw that all over Twitter and all over the Internet. But um, uh, whatever. It, it was fine. But yeah, I, It was a good play. If you yeah. get if you get a sack, I'll always I'll always give you credit yeah. as a good play. Yeah, it, it's havoc. It's havoc, and I know that's what uh, they're looking for. So that's the gospel um, up there, man. Exactly. Well, going back to Tyson Campbell, he's the one that got I guess cussed out, whatever you want to call it, by Kirby, like you just said. Um, he didn't start last week against Murray State. Is that right, or was that Vanderbilt where he did not start? Um, I'm not sure. I think he started against Vanderbilt. Um, okay. And did he not start against Murray State? I mean, he played against Murray State. I thought there was one game where he didn't, but it seems like he's definitely one of those guys in the secondary that the staff is really pushing. They know his yeah. potential and what he can be, and they're really trying to get Tyson Campbell to be that guy um, 
again, a five-star guy. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He just has to turn it around, work on those basics and fundamentals, and he could be a first-round pick one day. He's got that type of talent. So it's interesting that the the staff is really pushing him to be that player that they know he can be. So, uh, which is good. I mean, this, you know, he is a guy who uh, could be a lockdown cornerback, and they need him to do that opposite uh, Eric Stokes, especially when you know SEC play and Notre Dame gets here. They need all those guys in the secondary playing their best um, sure. if they want to go the distance this year. I mean, in that secondary, though, we were talking a little bit about Tyson Campbell um, as someone who needs to step up. But one person who has stepped up, and I think, I don't want to say he's getting overshadowed, but I guess on dog posts we have not talked a lot about Mark Webb. He has yeah. balled out these first two games. Um, I think he led the team in tackles against Murray State and Vanderbilt, forced a fumble against um, uh, Murray State but, as well. That was scooped and scored yeah. by J.R. Reed. Uh, he got beat on the touchdown, but looking back on it, I thought that was a really nice throw and catch. I mean, it was a former Florida Gator at receiver. He can make plays. He's got talent. Um, so I did see a lot of people dogging Mark for that, but I thought that was a really good football play by Murray State. They executed it, put the ball where he needed to, and the receiver made a really good play and, and took off with it. But you're right. He has been a guy who uh, we didn't necessarily talk a ton about. We we knew he would get some type of playing time, but he's not a guy who I expected would lead the team in tackles uh, the first two games. I thought that might be, you know, a Monty Rice, Tay Crowder type. Um, but no, he's he seems to really be doing well at that that star position. For sure, I, and I don't know. I, I feel like the star position has been manned by some some really solid players, and I always wondered if Mark Webb would be able to fill in there because I mean he switched from receiver. What is it now? I think this is his second year now in uh, right. the defensive backfield. And we talked with him a little bit about that yesterday, and I think that always comes up when we talk to him. But I, I asked him um, about if he had, you know, if he had had to kind of learn to love hitting people. And he, he told me that the first time he truly hit someone was right after he got ran over by Elijah Holyfield, and that the next play he just hit the shit out of um charlie warner i think he said he, he said his, his shoulder was numb but that after that he was kind of like okay i could get behind this kind of stuff yeah um well he's definitely shown you know a physical presence which is what they need you know richard account's not the most physical safety i think people thought he could turn into that he's still a zone cover guy who tries to deliver a big hit uh but you know he's he's not that type of guy so yeah, they do need mark webb to be a physical, you know, member of that secondary who can lay the wood on someone. And I mean, the film doesn't lie. You know, I mean, these schools who play Georgia later, they're going to see that Mark Webb's making an impact, making a lot of tackles, delivering hits. And, you know, we'll see how it affects them if, uh, you know, other teams have to change up their scheme on offense because of that guy. You know, every defense needs kind of that headhunter in the middle. And it appears that Mark Webb is turning into that type of guy. Um, transitioning to the linebackers, uh, it, uh, excuse me, no, uh, Nicobe Dean is a guy who, young linebacker who got a lot of playing time at Murray State. Are you expecting him to play more now that he's healthy moving forward? Or, uh, yeah, it seems like it. I think he's, you know, maybe I, I would. It's hard to say if they're a hundred percent because you always right. wonder if all these guys are a hundred percent because there's always something kind of lingering. But I would yeah. say he is at least fine to play and good to play, even. Yeah. 
that's one of the positions on the team that's really interesting to me. You've got Monty Rice and Tay Crowder, but Quay Walker has played a lot. Nicobe Dean is starting to play a lot. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of young talent there, and Tay Crowder's fine. You know, he'll miss a tackle here and there, not you know go the right angle. No one's perfect, but it'll be interesting to see how much more these freshmen will play throughout the year. And again, it all starts in practice too. Whoever earns it is going to play. Uh, another guy I wanted to ask you about is Otis Reese. Have you seen much from him in practice? It doesn't seem like he's made a big impact in these at past two games. At least uh, what are your thoughts as, on him? I mean, it just hasn't been as big as I thought it would be. I, I really thought he was he could be someone to come in and, um, I don't know, I don't want to say be like Mark Webb, but kind of have that same um, uh, impact, I guess, we'll go with. Um, same style of play, too, a little sure, bit. Sure, yeah. Um, just someone who... who would be the kind of relatively new guy to this defense, making a name for himself. And I thought he might be him. But, um, you know, we just haven't seen much of him. And, and that doesn't mean he can't be yet. There's still so much left in the season. I mean, Jordan Davis was a crucial guy for the team last season, and he didn't come in until what game? After the LSU game? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, around that time. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still an opportunity for Otis, but we just haven't gotten to see it yet. Gotcha. Anything else that caught your eye yesterday at practice or any more rumblings that you're hearing today? No, just that, I mean, right now it does not seem like Isaiah Wilson will be ready for Notre Dame. That can always change, but right now, I mean, I think Georgia is preparing to play that game without him. Yeah. And again, as good as he is, it's not the end of the world. When you have a a right side of the line with uh, Ben Cleveland and Cade Mays, I, most teams across the country would would love that. I mean, that's still a very, very good right side of the offensive line. It just shows how important Cade Mays is to this team. He's so versatile. That's going to make him a lot of money at the next level, but he's a plug-and-play guy. I know Jamari Sawyer can play a lot of positions too, but Cade Mays seems like he can excel at all the positions. Uh, maybe not center. I don't know how much we've seen him at center. I know he's practiced there, here and there, but at guard and tackle, yeah, he, Cade Mays is really important to this team. I think he's at least the backup center. I don't know how yeah. – that's probably his weakest position. But right. to say he's still the backup center is still – means he must be pretty good at it at least. Yeah. And, I mean, he's, pro- he's I guess, still the starting right guard, right? I mean, if, if Isaiah Wilson was in there, I guess yeah. Cade Mays a right guard? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Uh, well, Sam, I know – or. Uh, Matt, sorry, I got a text from my friend Sam. Matt, I know you have to go here. I know you got a busy night ahead of you. Yeah. Um, so we'll get back at it tomorrow. Guys, thank you all for listening to another edition of Riding Home. Check out dogpost.com, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T, for more before uh, the big Arkansas State game.